waters that come from these mountains also goes into Canada from the Milk River, so it serves a lot of people in in another whole other country. Um, and this year, when I really got concerned about fracking, was when I started seeing oil companies moving in. Um, one well is, is placed. It, what amazes me is one well is placed between. Um, two of our major waterways within 20 feet of one beautiful mountain river. And the other one is a, is a small creek that, and, but between these, one of the most important things is, is there's a, um, a wetland. And it, when I was growing up, we, we called it a swamp, and we'd be like, oh, let's go fish and all the different plants in the swamp. And then, um, then later on, I was told it was it was called a wetland. Well, and you were then last week I had two um, oh, people that were in the environmental field, two botanists and two ecologists came out and they were just amazed at this wetland. It's it's actually called a fen, and a fen is where you get. Um, I'm not sure if I'm explaining it right, but they it, it's a top layer of. of peat moss and there's some very, very okay. little um, rodents and, and animals that live in here and um, as we just saw there was a moose with their two, two babies walking through. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, so um, uh, this is just, I was told this is one of the rarest fins in the whole United States um, wow. because of the quality of, of everything it holds. Um, I was even told at one time by different botanists that certain plants didn't grow here, but I found them. I found them in the fin, and um, so this is how we live our have lived our life for thousands of years is from from these oh, places sounds, like this. Okay. And the sad thing is, is there's a oil well that was drilled just right in the middle of this fin, um, two miles just from where we're sitting now. Um, right at the base of the mountain front, um, they're getting ready to frack this well. And how close are they to doing that? I I don't know if they started. I don't know. I was told by September first they would um, within a month they would start fracking. Oh dear! If they frack it, they will destroy every everything we are as Blackfeet. Um, you know, because every every one of our ceremonies. The, the water is involved. Um, the, every ceremony, there's trees, the certain types of trees, certain types of willows, um, and and then we have our sacred bundle openings. Every bundle contains something that that goes with the water. Um, not only, you know, it's our lifestyle, our water wells, all of my neighbors' water wells, this well that comes on down the fin will be ruined. It will just completely destroy all of everything. Um, I myself have a business where I make plant My business would be So it's just so heartbreaking to me. Um, for, for what is going to destroy us as black people, but um, it seems like the, the uh, cowboys moved in to take away your buffalo, the white man took away your buffalo, you were buffalo eating 
individuals that lived with the migration of the buffalo, and now that now you are people who have to close the earth. Yes. Water. Yeah. It's essential for every human being. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is, is our people have always, you know, in a way we we figure we survive. We, we, you know, there was. During the during the election, you see the pages about this. Um, fight was to destroy the Indian, but we always took a pride that we we lived, no matter what they did to us, we, we lived. And so now, to get the local people to understand is been the hardest thing I've ever done because they think they think this will go away. Yeah, and a lot of our people are geared toward um, the monetary value to things as opposed to, you know, this beautiful, beautiful well, land that we can live from. Um, sure. I was raised in just a few feet down the hill in a small two-bedroom home. Um, my parents had 16 children, and we never once in our lives ever went to the doctor. Um, we lived from this land. Not one of us ever, ever had to go to, to see a doctor just because we ate. We lived organic. We lived from the berries. Um, we, when he goes back, he goes to the grandfather, and then he calls his mother and the grandmother, she's like, oh, and um, then they have and but more importantly than that always have to have the deepest respect for everything, always giving the offering of our sacred tobacco anything we took from the earth. Um, the when my dad and my uncles would go to go go hunt get ready to go hunting, they never talked about the prize kill or or that they never prided themselves on taking the life of this animal. They were so quiet and so humble about it that they would always, um, I would, they would keep us kids away. They would tell us kids just to stay back. So, but I would always see them on their knees, and and, and I, I knew know today that they were in prayer. And um, then when they ended up coming back with the elk or a deer, whatever they went to get, they were always. Always knelt over and and prayed and gave thanks for the what the what nature gave them for survival. So um, it was just a really beautiful lifestyle, and I think one of the things um, that bothers me the most is I think how did our native people drift so far from the earth? How did we we put a price on on all of the stuff that was so beautiful and. Once it's destroyed, so we will never, we will never live here again. Do you have any sense, Pauline? I know that uh, this is my question. You know, oh, cool. Go after attitude, but do you have any sense what messages need to be really clearly stated, or what activities need to take place that will wake everybody up and go, "Oh my gosh, we're being hypnotized, we're being drugged, we're being, we're being." Sedated into accepting money for the well-being mm -hmm. of our our land, it will take so long for the land to repair from this generations, generations, and maybe never repair. Mm -hmm. um, how do you wake people up and they go, oh, "No, we're not going to do this." Mm -hmm. um, I think they're not eating. They're not like eating. 
we're, we live in a um, very upsetting world right now, and we we live with a lot of anger, and so it's not going to take those things to stop It's going to take us to really have that heartfelt grassroots feel for the earth and and um, know that we have to protect her. You can. People can protest and um, set blockades all they want, but I, I just don't think that's the way to go about it. I'm with you on that one. For example, in my culture, um, in previous times, it was things were done um, almost to shame a person, you know, to shame them into doing what was right. Little kids would do something and, and you... Instead of spanking them or, or screaming at them, you 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 said something little, some little thing that would shame them, so that they would be so embarrassed they wouldn't do it again. Um, I really, honestly, don't know what it's going to take to stop this. It's happening all over the world since since I started this started this little bitty thing all by myself up here in the hills. I've gotten calls from people from Belgium, Ireland. Um, asking me what we were doing because they're going through the same thing. Um, on September 22nd of this year is International Anti-Fracking Day. That's how bad it's gotten. It's all over the world. Um, China. And the show will broadcast on that day as well, as well as earlier. Oh, yes. Yeah. September 22nd. Yeah. yeah, and people will be having events all over the world to bring awareness. To this, um, the oil companies are ruthless. They don't care. They yeah. don't care one bit. Um, and the, the oil politicians that are owned by the yeah. oil companies really don't care. Yes, yes. And I'm, you know, I've been such a quiet person. I live out here in the hills and do my little plant medicines and and um, wonderful serenity and peace. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. And so um, it's taken me really a lot to step out there into the big world and, and fight. I've had I've come against some people that have said some pretty harsh things about my beliefs and my personal life, but any that you want to share that helps the whole world understand that there's a social pressure to remain silent about this practice. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that really got me was when our very own tribal chairman who had the right to stop this right from the start um, it was and he was quoted as saying I'm I'm more interested in the economic profit as opposed to the destruction of the land um, thank God he's no longer a chairman in office and it's going to take our new tribal council the new people that were elected a long time to clean up his mess and um, I'm hoping that by September, uh, by the 1st of September, that um, after, uh, in a, within a couple of weeks, I'll be able to go to our council and talk to them and ask them, please put a moratorium or stop this fracking until we can figure out what, what it's all about. Um, I guess I don't have to say until we can figure out what it's all about because everybody knows there's scientific evidence that it, it will destroy a whole land. Um, for thousands of miles around. So um, you're saying that in 
in Germany, they had to start drinking soda pop as opposed to natural water because mm-hmm. the natural water would have poisoned mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been so many studies of different types of cancers mm-hmm. and serious illnesses among children and uh, the adults in the communities where this has taken place. And mm-hmm. They can no longer do their crops. They can't feed their their cattle or their animals mm-hmm. and on their ranches. They can't trust, they can't live with their plants as, as in, in nature and environment, polluting the air as a consequence as well. Mm-hmm. So this is deep ramifications that every single human being has to, has to say, take charge of. There's too many other options for energy. Sun, the beautiful mm-hmm. sun that we're sitting under is one mm-hmm. that's probably not going to create the toxicity and the damage to the plants. Yeah. Um, so why would people say Go ahead, do this. We're we're not in such desperate need of, of energy. We can we can get energy otherwise. Um, and are we really that blind to our financial resources beyond this that we need to take mm-hmm. money? Uh, really, it's a kind of blood money mm-hmm. from Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. It's blood money that you know we're going to sacrifice her that mm-hmm. takes care of us just somehow so we can have some commerce exchange. Mm-hmm. We're not that desperate. We don't need to be. No, we're not. And, and you know, when they say money is the root of all evil, it is. Because I went to a um, one of our ceremonies, our Blackfeet ceremonies this past weekend, and I met a woman from another tribe. I won't say, but it's a, it's a tribe in Arizona. They love fracking because they are making millions and millions of dollars, billions of dollars, on um, the oil companies fracking their land. Um, right now, each member in the tribe gets $2,500 per month. Um, they're they're um, so luring, isn't it? Yeah, the reproductive rate has gone down so low. The um, the the women that are miscarrying is is at 50 percent. Um, the the and rate of cancer yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the rate of cancer is just enormous their life expectancy right now is is in the 50s um, very young they're young students they they have a free call ride to all of their college education right now their dropout rate is 80 percent because the kids figure why should I go to college because I get this 2500 dollars every month. And I, so, I'm going to die soon from cancer. Yeah, yeah, and they have so much money that they've got one of the biggest drug problems in the whole United States. So that's what money will do for. So it's like they have no connection to their deeper self, the purpose they have uh-huh. in terms of giving and contributing. Money becomes a way of kind of easing into the materialism, but not easing uh-huh. into the depth of life and, and the spirit of what they as human beings can really mm-hmm. go forward with. We lose tr- track. I don't know if money yeah. is the evil or is it that the greed of easy living? I think it's the, probably the greed of easy living. Yeah. And, and people forget that, I mean, we all know ourselves how we can spend a little bit of time in, in nature and hear the birds and sit with the plants and and that will fill your whole entire being your soul with so much um your spirit fill it with um 
just everything you are as a person, just a little bit of silence within the natural world. And I tell myself, how can I sit in this beautiful just wetland here and feel, oh, I, I feel that the spirit of what the the plants and all of the all life on earth ingrains into you when how could I do can I do that next year if every one of these little trees, these little bitty plants, this moose, this grizzly bear that that comes with her two cups, um, how can I feel that if you're all filled with chemicals, if if you're being destroyed and that's that's the part that hurts me and um and so with that, I, I, I went over and over in my mind, how can I do this? Um, I think I've said it a million times in this past two months. What can I do? I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've cried with the trees and um, with the plants. I sat with them. And, and I used to wake up and enjoy my coffee and sit out and just enjoy this. Yeah. And I feel really bad that I can't feel that anymore. All I feel is the hurt and I know that our God wants us to feel joy and happiness no matter what happens in life and I really struggle with that right now as I I feel like um I'm a big downer. Um I used to have um three hundred Facebook friends and now I got four. <laughs> oh no, they all turn oh no, no we'll be on all of my listeners will be on to help. <laughs> I think that um, there's a time to be a warrior. There's a time to be a peaceful warrior. Uh, you know, your tribe has had a history of lots of peacefulness and also ability to be warriors. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it's hard to know when to be now the political warrior, the, the, the mother that nurtures the planet uh, mm-hmm. against the human greed and I think maybe that's what you represent to me, at least. You're the voice, albeit a very quiet voice. <laughs> I'm a lot louder voice, and hopefully more people will be. This Montana area is absolutely gorgeous. It's breathtaking. It's peaceful. It's, it's expansive. It's virgin. It, it's honest. Mm-hmm. It's real. And... To have that contaminated anywhere on this planet, and I say mm-hmm. here is just—it's unforgivable in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And when I first um, started this, I I cried a lot. I cried for like months, and then um, then I got angry, and I came up against our um, tribal council, and and of course, which is I, a big deal. It's a big deal. Humongous. It's a humongous deal, and most of the time. There's nine men that are the leaders to go there as a as a quiet woman and and ask them for help is really intimidating. I mean, there was a time in our lives when um, when you would uh, elder, I guess I could almost call myself an elder, or I am, um, would go to their leaders in in a real humble way and um, and ask them, you know, um, for help. Them. Speaking of wisdom and integrity, and they listen. But now, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard probably another uh, thirty minutes. I, I fear that because I will have to do that soon. But um, one of the biggest things that I did was um, I. Oh, you have the other one in there. When right? I first thought, are you about to take it out? 
I thought of tying myself to the oil rig and okay. with the well, chain. Okay, well, you may have to the dryer for two cycles. You know, what, how can I get people's attention? And yeah, I, I can do that. Then I came to the point that you cannot do anything without doing it spiritually. So um, throughout our whole entire mountain front in our community, it's, there's um, nearly 80 miles of um, just unnatural beauty along this beautiful mountain front. Mm. There's, um, you know, like I say, a lot of our pure waters that are coming down from the mountains. Um, so I've decided right. that one of the one of the ways that I would do this is is create a um, a walk, and I primarily mm. said women because women are have always been at the forefront in every culture. Um, they were the ones that that made a lot of the decisions. And you think that in our culture today, um, women have kind of backed off and let the men take power. Well. There's a lot of men in different offices that I talk to, environmental office and the tribe, and, and I just didn't see, I wasn't getting any anything from them, no concern whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I want to... And bring these are people who should hear it, have the power, the authority, mm-hmm. the well-being of the animals, the plants, the landscape, mm-hmm. and, and their people. Mm-hmm. In mind, that should be first mm-hmm. in their mind. Yeah, first and foremost. But yes. what happened? So I decided to do create this walk, and we will start at the base of Chief Mountain. Chief Mountain is one of our most sacred mountains. Um, you can barely see it from here, but um, it it's a tall, powerful mountain where um, Native people from all over Canada and the U.S. go there to do their um, their four-day fasts, or if not longer, a lot of ceremonies, um, sweat lodges are being are held there, and it's just a one of the most sacred places on our our Blackfeet Nation. And so, um, with this, I'm asking everyone for help, especially our Blackfeet men. But leading the way will be Blackfeet women. We will be dressed in our ceremonial outfits, and um, we will we will walk for 80 miles. Um, every about every 12 miles we will camp. Um, so it's going to take us seven days to right. get. Um, right. we, it's not necessarily um, where we, we want to go. Off, Sarah, Jennifer, Creepy Layers, and Jensen's put them on the um, the, Creek the, letter. the power of our prayers like, you know, the movie and, tw- and like giving our offerings of our sacred tobacco and prayer and each one Wow, my bad. And trying to, my goal for this is to bring awareness to the people that, and that how precious our waters are. And I can't hopefully that this. they will support um, support me in this um, yeah, on this issue. Um, it's really going to be a long walk. Um, it's going to be very, very nice. <laughs> it's taking me more work getting ready for it, finding pilot cars and outhouses and things I didn't think of. I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to go up there and get and I'll have all these women that will be joining me. And um, that so far, I. You're good, yeah. Especially since I I don't know how many people I'll have. It could be me. It could just be me, because and then again, you know, there's a lot of lot of people that say they will walk with me, 
and um, I have um, four, Gary, four isn't different it? people that are very supportive. Huh? They're non-Indians. They're ready to take up this plate. They will That's be walking with me and helping me with um, with different things that I need along the way. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, I think it there again. That's where the shame comes. I don't mean to shame our tribal council leaders, but if that's what it takes, shame them into saying, you know, know, when they are walking and protecting our waters, and and, maybe we better take a better look at this and see what they're what they're they're calling us. Guys, you're thinking about tomorrow. I'm wondering to what degree people outside the tribe don't harbor the fear of going against the council or Mm -hmm. the feeling of, oh my gosh, am I going to be considered disrespectful or out of Mm -hmm. line by going against the tribal council by protesting or by saying, look, you have to not allow this practice to take place. And um, is it easier for people outside of the tribe to walk with you or to make a statement because inside there may be consequences? Or is that too strong? Am I, I making too big a deal of that? It it is. I I hear so many so many of the non Indians that will say, "I am so glad you're doing this. I'm I am so too. so glad you are doing this because we don't have that power to go before the tribe no. every." Surrounding area, this will say, I, I hear that a lot, and um, I just ask to ask them, you know, support me through your prayers, support us with these little bitty things we need, um, and that that again, it amazes me. Um, people in our surrounding area, um, small towns where I've went to, and and that that are getting the water, they're getting it directly, they're getting the first taste of it. Um, and and ask them for help. You know, can you supply and enough money for us to put uh, outhouse along the way, our porta potty? And um, they they you know, with their prejudices, they say, um, oh, that's just you Indians up there. You know, and that's the part that shocks me the most is is yes, our own people are are ignorant to what is happening, and and. But it's the outsiders that live on the reservation that um, are within the boundaries of the reservation or just um, surrounding it. There, so what are some of the names of those towns? Um, Cutbank, Shelby, um, East Glacier. Okay. I went to just about everybody in those business owners, lawyers, um, uh, news reporters. Um, they don't even say, you know, good for you, I'll offer you a penny. Um, that's the part that that surprises me because, and and there, you know, when I do go to them and ask, you know, how can you support us in this? Um, and when they say that, it's so belittling. It's like I went there to ask them for for their right arm, or and when I'm trying to help them, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, yeah, so it's instead of like saying how help us. It's more like, help yourself and I'll help you. Mm-hmm. This is how you help yourself mm-hmm. and I'll be the spearhead for it. Yeah. That you have to be the muscle behind throwing the spear in the right spot. Because it's mm-hmm. for your survival mm-hmm. that I'm mm-hmm. here as a visionary mm-hmm. to make our land and water safe for you and your children. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to help you or not? I mean, yes. it's, like, uh-huh. it's so different than say, help me, you know, poor me. Yes. That's the way they experience yes, it. Yeah. Versus, 
You're in danger. I'm here to herald. Here's the flag. You're in danger. I'm here. I will help you if you choose to help yourself. That's a different message, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because I, but that's I, a true I message. do go to them and and I say, help me help you. We're all in this together. Every one of us. You know, I am just a tool walking through these mountains, trying to bring awareness. You know, I'm I am praying and and being God's tool and. Are you done reading it? So that's that's what's really hurtful. There's a um, huge, huge hurtful to you as a person. Yeah, hurtful to the land that's chosen you as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so that. But no matter what, you know, I will carry on with this walk. And, Thank you. And um, also, when I get done with the walk, my plan is to take our in our, in our traditional way, when you take an offering of tobacco and ask someone for something, they pretty much have a, a responsibility to to take that tobacco and answer. Well, I'll be glad to do it, so anyway, but don't waste your time um, doing it. A pouch of go to bed. my own. You go to bed. It's not the yeah. tobacco you buy in stores. It's, it's a, our own tobacco that we make ourselves. And I will take a pouch to each tribal council member and, and ask them, you know, will you please hear my words? Mm-hmm. Hear my words and listen to my heart. And it's also you're saying, hear the words of the land and the water mm-hmm. that you're the human guardian of. How could you betray the land and water that's been taking care of you? Mm-hmm. Hear the words of the land and the water. I'm just the mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm here to wake up your ears and your brain, but you have got to go to your heart and know that the earth and the water is calling to you. Yes. Don't poison us. Mm-hmm. For what? For a few pennies? Yeah. As yeah. opposed to centuries and centuries mm-hmm. of well-being. Um yeah, let's get your voice out. You know, you were saying earlier that, you know, you feel like you've lost your joy and your bliss. And I totally understand because, you know, when an individual is not a warrior at heart and is more of an empath and mm-hmm. feels and, and grooms and communes, it's so opposite of your own nature to have to charge out like a warrior and make a declaration. Mm-hmm. And yet no one else could have heard the, the, you have a quiet voice, but who else could have heard the the voice of the moose and the bear and the quail and the and oh, the okay. little okay, nice. unique okay, animals? What was the animal you mentioned? All the clothes of the dryer, the bog lemming, the bog lemming, and the and and who can hear the voice of the plants or the ripple of the bubbles of the water and the and the, and the brooks mm-hmm. and the underground? Who can hear that but someone who's quiet enough to commune with it? Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know, but I'm so in joy and so uh, elevated that you are quietly speaking their quiet message, but this is a big, loud, booming message. Mm-hmm. And um, the joy that you've been chosen for that, to me, I just feel very honored to sit in your presence. And I hope Thank that you. the Tribal Council and everybody just... Goes, wow, we're being spoken to by someone who walks in both worlds. Thank you so very much for what you said. Um, I, you know, 
don't know how to answer that, I guess. It's just um, just trying to teach myself to stay humble and not to have the light shine on me because I'm not that type of person, but yet again, um, to get the word out out there. And the light shines on your message. So on my message, yes, and not to be a show person, but um, so that this, yeah, the message for the waters will, will the water spirit is, is one of our, our most sacred spirits, and that's, that's, you know, we, as Blackfeet, we never even ate the fish because we called, you know, they were the underwater people. Mm. The beaver has brought us so many different um, ceremonies. The mm. beaver has just been uh, one of our most powerful um, animals, the beaver and the bear. Mm. And um, I don't know how they feel right now. They poor things, they probably don't know what's, what's coming coming to them. Um, yeah, we need the help of the earth, don't we, to wake us up as human beings. So, I guess in part, your walk is a way of saying to the earth, "Here's the tobacco. You also need to speak loudly." Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you take it to the council members. You say, "Here's the tobacco that charges you to to save and protect your people and your land." Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you'd put some tobacco on my heart to say, come on, let's, let's wake up a whole world. Yeah, Let's not yeah. do this to any part of our planet. Exactly. And I think that one of the things that I first came out, I was always so ready to ask the natural world to help me. Um, every every aspect of our, everything in our lives is, is has life, even the rocks. And I was always able to come out and ask a little plant, can you help me? And I'm asking you to help me and and offer my tobacco and my prayers and um, and they've always always came through um, the moose when it comes I there was times when I would be either going through something or feeling real sad and I would the moose would show up and I would ask her could you help me and um, uh, we've always been able to ask for help or guidance through the animal spirits the water spirits the plants, um, the trees, um, the root, the roots of, we have so many different roots that, that help us in our healing. And so when we humbly go out to ask them and give them offerings of prayer in our tobacco, we are asking them to help us. And this spring I went out to gather my plants to make my medicines. And when I went to ask a plant, can you help me? I, I'm hurt because I, I'm feeling really sad about what's going to happen. And, and I thought, how can I ask you for help? You know, how can I, when you're so helpless yourself, and then I think, um, you know, I... I, I you know, ask the animals, could you help me? And then I realize they can't. They can't help me. I have to help them this time. It has to be me. I have to be the tool that that will try to bring attention to stop this, to be able to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's 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 the hurt. The hurt that 
I have to be there to help them and I just, you know, I'm just a mere human being. I, all the times that I've depended on them, now they have to depend on me and if I have to lay my life down, I will do it. I will do whatever it takes to to see that they survive in a good, healthy way. Thank you, Pauline. Mm-hmm. Pauline Matt, a really important message for each of you to hear, for each of us to become activists on, even if we're quiet and we'd rather say to ourselves, this is really very important, very big. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, you're beautiful. You're just so beautiful.
So hungry. You did a great job. That's what I wanted you to do. Oh, my God.